Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, November 27th, 2017, the Monday after the Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you had a great holiday and hopefully a great long weekend. It is Mike Lyon coming to you live with the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. And as we do every Monday after a Patriots Sunday, we need to start with the team on the football field. And another week, another win for the New England Patriots. That's seven in a row for the good guys. They win... I don't want to call it workmanlike because, I mean, I heard it called workmanlike a couple of times. It wasn't quite that. It was sloppy at times, quite frankly, but still a pretty easy 35-17 to victory over the Miami Dolphins. There were a couple of instances where the game may have become a challenge, I suppose, but it never really seemed in question. The Patriots took a 14-0 lead, never had less than a double-digit lead for the rest of the day, and put the game away in the second half. Again, after some sloppy and uncharacteristic play, especially from the offense in this game. And we'll get into all of that as we go along today. But I want to start on defense. And I don't do that a lot on this podcast. It seems like we always go offense first because of, of you know what the Patriots offense brings to the table. Everybody knows about it. But this defense is fast becoming a pretty good unit. And I know I've said that before, it's not like that's news to anybody, and it's not news to anybody who's followed the team, but the defense is playing very, very, very well, and played very well yesterday. The team as a whole gave up seven, you know, 17 points, but the Dolphins' defense scored seven of them on a weird play, uh, a, a bad snap from, from Ted Karras to Brady. The, the, the Dolphins scooped up the fumble and scored. So the defense only gave up 10 points. And... That is a great day in the National Football League. No matter what team you play on, if you only give up 10 points, you're probably going to win the game. Against the Patriots, if you're only scoring 10 points, and if the Patriots' defense is only giving you 10 points, you can forget about it. Because on an off day, the Patriots are going to score in the 20s. I mean, that's just that's the truth at this point in the season. On an off day, the Patriots are going to score 20 points. Their offense is that good. So if the defense holds to 10 points, you're going to win. It's pretty much an automatic W for the Patriots. And that's the case, and that certainly was the case yesterday. The Patriots defense, I thought, was a terrific, terrific unit yesterday. One of the best games they've played all season. Probably the best they've played since that, uh, that, that big win on Sunday night against the Atlanta Falcons. And I know they've had some, some good outings since then. But it was a really good day, I thought, for the Patriots defense. Starting in the backfield or in the uh, secondary, I guess I should say. Really nice day for the cornerbacks. And I know Marcus, you know, Malcolm Butler gave up the big penalty. Uh, I know he missed that tackle. I mean, it was kind of a bad two-play swing for him. So everybody was like, well, what's up with Malcolm? He hasn't played. Other than that, Malcolm Butler played pretty well. Stephon Gilmore played great. Had an, interse- had an interception. Would have had another one if Deron Harmon didn't take it away from him. And obviously, you know, the only letdown there is that Gilmore didn't get the interception because the secondary did. And that closed the game when, when Harmon picked that ball off. But the defense had three interceptions. They also had seven sacks. Seven sacks is something you almost never hear from, about, from the Patriots. I don't care who they're playing. You almost never hear the Patriots get seven sacks. Two each for Van Noy. Was it Van Noy? No, Flowers. I'm sorry. Trey Flowers. And uh, Landon Roberts showed up on the statue yesterday. He's really starting to play well next to Kyle Van Noy, who's been playing well for a couple of weeks. And he left the game with an injury in the fourth quarter. The thought was that it was just a cramp and he's going to be fine. 
you certainly hope that's the case because he's been playing really, really well uh, in place of Dante Hightower, who's done for the season. So if this Patriots defense is intact, I'm telling you, it's looking like a really, really good unit that's not going to get tested again or at least seemingly won't get won't really get tested again until uh, except for the Steelers game in a couple of weeks. Uh, but the, you know, except aside from the Steelers game, this defense is probably not going to get seriously tested again until the playoffs. So, you know, you say to yourself, well, that's just going to make you know it's it's going to be kind of fool's gold because they're not going to play anybody. But you know, you're looking for confidence at this time of the year. You're not necessarily looking for big stats. You're looking for confidence. And I like the Patriots' defense going against some favorable matchups as you go into the playoffs because, you know, you want the unit to be very confident as it gets in there to face these kind of top-ranked units. You want them to feel like they can do it. And like I said, they've had a lot of things go right in the past couple of weeks. They're really starting to come together as a unit. The, the coverage breakdowns and the communication breakdowns that you saw in the first few weeks seem to be in the rearview mirror. They have not showed up again in a long time. And, again, you're, you're starting to say the unthinkable, which is this defensive unit is actually becoming a strength of the team. No one's going to point to that. You know, no one in the mainstream media will, will would ever look at a team led by Tom Brady and, and having Gronk and Brandon Cooks and Deion Lewis and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and, and, and look at that side of the football and ever say the defense is a strength of the team. But I got news for you. This defense is a good unit. You know, get past the rankings. Get past them. Get get past the fact that they're last in pass defense or whatever. And you know, get past the fact that that, that, that the ratings and the the, 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 the season long rankings by position are not gonna favor the Patriots all that much. They're gonna still rank them as a poor defense. Remember that that includes the early part of this season. And remember that the early part of the season is an awfully long time ago now. When Sunday's game hits, it's going to be December. That game against Kansas City was three months ago. That game against Carolina, you know, that, the games against Houston and Carolina, they were weeks, they were two and a half months ago. That was back in late September, early October. This is a completely different season now, and it's a completely different Patriots defense. So if you want to overlook the Patriots defense, do so at your own peril. Because the unit is back to playing disciplined football, it's back to making big stops. They made another couple of big stops on third and short yesterday. They got a couple of sacks on Matt Moore when they needed it, when Miami was threatening to turn this into a game. The Patriots defense came up huge, made some big plays. That's the hallmark of good Patriots defenses. You know, they're not pitching shutouts at you week after week, but they're going to hold the scoreboard down, and they're going to make big plays when they need them. That's how they won the Super Bowl last year. That's certainly how they won the Super Bowl against Seattle. That's what good Patriots defenses do. So overlook them at your own peril. Overlook this unit at your own peril. They could get lit up by Pittsburgh in two weeks. I'm not saying that, you know, that could happen. You know, they're going to give up some plays to Antonio Brown. That's going to happen. But overlook this defense at your own peril right now. They're playing very, very well. And it's fast becoming a strength of the team. Malcolm Brown showed up in the middle of the line, some unsung heroes. Good game for Malcolm Brown in the middle of the line. We already mentioned a Landon Roberts. You know, just good games up and down the lineup for the Patriots. No one really had a poor game on defense, I didn't think. 
The only thing you, you're certainly worried about on the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots is the injury factor because they, it seemed like they lost an awful lot of people yesterday. Trey Flowers left the game, came back to it for a couple of plays, and then left for good with what was described as a rib injury. If you talk to reporters who were in the locker room afterward, it is not suspected to be serious. Big sigh of relief because they're not that deep on the defensive line. Marquise Flowers also hurt. Again, he came back not supposed to be serious. He's more of a special teams guy. Uh, but they don't have a lot of depth up front. Remember, they cut Cassius Marsh last week. So they don't have a lot of depth at defensive line. Trevor Riley was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Let's hope he can get back, although he's got to go through the protocol this week. Probably not going to play against Buffalo, but we'll monitor it. You know, you, you, you there again, and obviously Van Noy. We already talked about Kyle Van Noy, who left in the fourth quarter with what was described as a leg injury. He did not come back. The thought in the locker room was that it was a cramp and he's going to be fine. Let's certainly hope that's the case. And by that, by that point, the game was salted away anyway. They didn't really need Kyle Van Noy to be out there. So maybe it was just precautionary. Who knows? But in any event, defense playing extremely well. Let's hope they get back to being healthy. They don't have to go plug and play for the rest of the year because they're really playing at the best level they've played all season. And like I said, overlook this defense at your own risk. They've really bought into the schemes that Matt Patricia have has, has kind of dialed up. He's certainly improved as a coach as the season has gone on, has simplified the system, turned up the pressure yesterday with some blitzing, and it worked. So he's back to diagnosing weaknesses in the other team's offense and exploiting them, which is obviously the hallmark of what the Patriots want to do. So turn to the offense, and it was not a, a perfect day for the offense as a whole, but they still scored 35 points. So I don't know what else to say then, other than if you score 35 points on a day where you very clearly were not clicking on all cylinders. And I don't think anybody on the Patriots coaching staff or offense would say that they were they had a perfect game yesterday because they didn't. But if you're scoring 35 points in spite of that, you're pretty good. And you got really nothing to be worried about, at least on that side of the ball. Because you can, you know, you, you can kind of do this at will. You can score this at will. And that's what the Patriots did yesterday. The one thing that I don't think anybody's paying attention to is that yesterday shored up a huge weakness for the team, at least on offense, the red zone. They had five trips inside the red zone yesterday and scored five touchdowns. That's big. They had really been struggling to get the ball in the end zone once they got into the red zone area. And yesterday they did it five times out of five. You let the Patriots score five touchdowns in the red zone, forget about it. You're not winning the game. Not anymore. There's not going to be these shootouts. You know, I, the, the, way, the way the Patriots' defense is playing, they're not going to give up 30 points to anybody. I don't care who it is. You know, so if, if the Patriots' offense is going to go five for five in the red zone, good night, Irene. I don't care what else happens in the game. They're going to win that game every time. A couple of big shout-outs on offense, though. Rob Gronkowski gets the highlights because he scored two touchdowns, and he was very good. But Gronk doesn't do what he does without a good running attack. And that's what the Patriots had yesterday. Really good running game. They almost rushed for 200, and quite frankly, did rush for 200. 
if you take out Brady's stats, he actually lost four yards, and they would have had an even 200 if it wasn't for that. So nice day on the ground for Deion Lewis. Went over 100 yards, scored a touchdown. Nice day of complimentary football from Rex Burkhead, who is fast becoming a really valuable part of this offense. Kind of the Danny Woodhead role. I mean, they, they mix in James White, too. And, and, you know, James White, before this season is up, before people start thinking to themselves, where's James White been? Before this season is up, James White will have a big game. I'm confident of that. Deion Lewis is running the ball so well that they almost have to stick with the hot hand. You know, they've got to go to him because he's really become, he's really found his groove as a running back in this offense. Burkhead has become such a good contributor, not only on offense, but also on special teams. I mean, he's, he's, he's a Belichick dream, so he's out there a lot because you know he's going to be productive and do, do the right things. It's not, you know, and, and the Patriots have had leads in all of these games. They haven't needed James White. You know, when they have to throw the ball a lot and when the game plan calls for throwing the ball a lot, as it might hint, hint in two weeks, I think you'll see James White feature an awful lot more. But until that happens, you know, this Lewis-Burkhead duo is really making waves. It really looks like they've found something with these two guys. And when you throw in James White, and they will throw in James White, trust me, he's not going to ride the bench for the rest of the season. When you throw in James White, they've got the best running back depth in the NFL. I don't care where you are. The Eagles running back depth is pretty good. I mean, Philly, I'm down here in Philly. All the Eagles fans are going to scream, you know. All the Eagles fans are going to scream, what about us, what about us? I still don't think, I mean, the Eagles have good running back depth, but I don't think anybody else in the NFL can do what the Patriots can do with their running backs and the versatility that they show. No one else has that, 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 that level of capability in the backfield that the Patriots do. They do such a good job in the run game. They do such a good job in the pass game, in pass blocking. No one's got the depth that the Patriots do. And they showed it off yesterday. Excellent game running the football for Lewis. Excellent game out of the backfield for Burkhead. Uh, a mostly nice game for the wide receivers. You know, Brandon Cooks scored a, well, scored a touchdown, a passing touchdown, on what was basically a jet sweep. But showing that he's a weapon in that, in, in, in that type of system and in that type of play. Also caught a big pass downfield. Big time number one threat. Again, on a day when they're missing, I mean, they're doing all this without Chris Hogan, folks. They're doing all this without Chris Hogan for the past couple of weeks. Still didn't play yesterday, hasn't practiced. You don't know when he's coming back. And Brady was Brady. You know, not a perfect day from him. He did throw an interception. He's credited with a lost fumble, although that was not his fault. And Ted Karras, the backup center, admitted that. Just messed up the snap count. You know, so. The, the fumble gets credited to Brady, but it's not his fault. Did throw an interception, so not a perfect day for him. He was under pressure pretty much throughout the game. Took a bunch of hits and still managed to throw, you know, to throw four touchdowns and complete like 70% of his throws. So a, a, a subpar, I guess, day from Tom Brady because we're used to, to such excellence at the quarterback position but still a really good one. The offensive line, is it is it cause for concern yesterday's performance? I mean, Brady has taken some hits pretty much all season. Yesterday was not a really good day for the offensive line. 
and you know you could call it cause for concern you know Ted Karras obviously had the bad snap they got a lot of pressure on Brady especially off the right side Cam Wake was in the backfield a lot you could say it's cause for concern but remember this unit's missing two starters I don't know what happened to David Andrews before that game against the Raiders but boy he must really be sick wasn't on the injury report and all of a sudden he got listed on on it with an illness I think before the Raiders game and he hasn't practiced since then so it must be a pretty I, I hope he's okay it must be a pretty serious illness to, to, to still be kind of down and, and not practicing but you want to get David Andrews back you want to get Marcus Cannon back Marcus Cannon remember that you know Cannon's been out for just as long as, as Chris Hogan's been out three weeks or so you know, you're hoping you'll get him back. If you get him back, you get Andrews back. You know, all of a sudden your your line has some depth because Adrian Waddle went out yesterday with an injury as well. Cam Fleming replaced him. So I think that the the goal I would I would think would be to get these guys back before the Steelers game, and hopefully you're you're running that game on full strength because the Steelers defensive line is a pretty good one. You know, I, I hate to overlook this Buffalo game, but, you know, Buffalo's offense and, and defense, not all that great. I know they posted a big win yesterday uh, against Kansas City. We'll get into that later in the week. The Bills all of a sudden have life after it looked like their season was lost. That win yesterday really turned their season. It may have, have, have given them new hope, but, you know... I guess the, the hope season long is that you get these guys back, and you're going to get these guys back, uh, uh, presumably. I mean, there's no move, I don't think, to put Andrews or Cannon on IR or, or any kind of long-term injury or anything like that. So hopefully these guys are going to come back sooner rather than later. You'll have to see and watch, you know, watch to see if they practice this week, at least in a limited you know, kind of fashion. If they practice, if they have, they have limited participation in practice, Andrews and Cannon, this week and don't play against Buffalo, that may be a sign that they're aiming for them to return against Pittsburgh. So keep an eye on that. I, I think the, the overall thought on the offensive line for me is it's a blip. They were playing with a bunch of backups. They still opened a bunch of holes in the run game. You know, let's wait and see. If, if they throw another egg on the board against the Bills on Sunday, I'll start to get a little worried. But... You know, it, 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 it wasn't such a terrible performance, you know, that it prevented the Patriots from having a big day offensively. They still scored five touchdowns. So, you know, I, I can't get that mad at the offensive line. If they won by 18 and if Brady could still, score, you know, still complete 70% of his throws and score four, I can't get that mad at him. And, oh, by the way, they ran for almost 200 yards. So... You want to knock the offensive line for yesterday? You want to say cause for concern? I mean, okay, but again, it wasn't that big, that terrible, that terrible, excuse me, of a performance yesterday. You know, there have been much worse over the course of the season. They're still an improving unit. They're still kind of coming together. they got to get healthy. Once they get healthy, I think the line will be, the line will be fine overall. And they've pitched some good games, you know, in the past couple of weeks. A little bit of an off day yesterday. I'm not too worried about it on the whole. Let's see what they do on Sunday against the Bills. You know, I keep harping about, we'll get them ready for the Steelers next week. I keep forgetting, they got another game before they play the Steelers. I, they've got another two weeks, two games before they play the Steelers. I keep forgetting that, so I apologize for that. But 
where are they going from here? Sunday at Buffalo. This is in, and, and they begin three games in a row on the road. I know I told you a couple weeks ago the Patriots were going to begin a five-road game in six-week stretch. That started against Denver and continued in Mexico City when they won back-to-back games against the, the Broncos and the Raiders. Yesterday was the only home game they're going to get until the end of the season. Now three in a row on the road. At Buffalo to begin it, the return game against Miami next Sunday, or next week, is that a Monday game? I don't think it is. I don't think it's a Monday game. I hope it's not. But in any event, in the next three weeks, at Buffalo, at Miami, at Pittsburgh, final three road games of the season. And I don't know why they've played so much better on the road this season than they have at home. You know, they almost never play poorly at home, but if you look at the, at, the, at the performance over the course of the season at home, even in games that they won, I mean, if you look at the five home games that they've played, or six home games, excuse me, six home games. If you look at the six home games that they've played, there's obviously two losses. They played poorly in both games, Kansas City and Carolina. There's also a couple more wins in there, three of them to be, to be there's three wins in there the team played below its standards or poorly overall. That win over Houston in which Brady bailed them out with a big performance down the stretch and a big drive to win the game. The game against San Diego I keep calling them San Diego, the Chargers the LA Chargers which wasn't their finest hour and the Chargers had a drive a last gasp drive at the end which fell short. And yesterday an 18 point win that felt closer than that but also never really felt completely out of hand but still not their best performance the only game they've played at home this season in which they've really had a really good effort start to finish was that game against Atlanta on Sunday night that's really the only game they've played at home where they've had a really solid you know kind of rock solid performance you contrast that with the road with the five games they played on the road They've had pretty good performances in all of them, except for the game against Tampa Bay early on in the season. Oh, the Jets game too. I'm sorry, the Jets game. Yeah, they weren't great. In the, they were not great against the Jets, and you know they had that phantom call that went against the Jets. Should have, you know, made a tight game. Should have made, made it even closer. But overall, the performance on the road has been better, certainly in the past couple of weeks, than it has at home. I can't explain that. I mean, obviously the coaches have them very, very tight. You know, tight to the schedule and tight to what they want to do on the road. They're very disciplined. They know what they need to execute, and they do it. I'm not going to try to explain why they haven't been as good at home this year. I think they'll be fine at home eventually. You know, they're going to play some playoff games at home. They're probably getting a bye. They may get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, depending on what happens in a couple of weeks. I'm not too worried about that. I just have to, you know, you have to note it because it's definitely true. They've, they've been a better road team this season than a home team. But... Three in a row on the road, last three to close out the season, the season schedule from a road perspective. Two divisional games, the Steelers game, and then two more divisional games at home against the Bills and the Jets to finish out the regular season. Now, where are they in the context of the AFC as a whole? If you look at what happened yesterday, you know, in these AFC games, the Chiefs get get beat again. They've lost five out of six and are fastly, you know, fast falling. They may not even win their division anymore because the Chargers are five and six and just a game out of first place. 
the Raiders aren't that far behind either. And you saw what the, you saw what the Raiders were like last week. The Chiefs may not even win that division. Uh, the Jaguars lost yesterday in Arizona. That's a bad loss to Blaine Gabbert. And, you know, people want to pick on me for not really mentioning the Jaguars last week as being in the mix. I'm not taking them seriously if they're losing at Arizona. <clears throat> you know, Arizona minus Carson Palmer. That's just not the same team as they were a couple seasons ago. You got to win that game if you're if you if you're a serious playoff contender and a threat to beat the Patriots or the Steelers, quite frankly, in the playoffs. You got to go win that game because it's not that tough of a road environment. Now, how about checking on the Steelers? Because the Steelers were lucky last night to escape with a three-point win over the Packers at home. The Packers obviously playing without Aaron Rodgers. They allowed four touchdowns to an offense led by Brett Hundley, who they, you know, they allowed 14 points in the first quarter, needing their high-powered offense to kind of get them through. Uh, it, for all that talk about the Steelers' defense, I mean, everybody wants to talk about how much better the Steelers' defense is this year than, than in past years. I got news for you. Same defense. Same exact defense. Nothing different about it. Joe Hayden has been down. He broke his fibula. And, and I know there, there's been some discussion as to whether he's going to come back. I think he was he was placed on IR, but with a designation to return. I, I I think that's the case. I don't know if he's if he's coming back or not. But with or without Joe Hayden, I mean, this is a Steelers team. I mean, they'll be up for the game against the the Patriots in a couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong. They'll be up for that game. But it just seems like the same old Steelers. I mean, a really good offense led by Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bill. Still a really good offense, capable of scoring a ton of points. And the same old defense, the same old kind of Swiss cheese defense that the Patriots annually dissect. I mean, Tom Brady owns this defense, and, and there's nothing different about it. I mean, I, there, there's, just, there, there's nothing different that they bring to the table that makes me think that they're going to be a threat to Brady, at least when it matters. I mean, could they go out and hang a bunch of points on the Patriots' defense in a couple of weeks? Yeah, they could. I mean, the Patriots could lose the game. You know, it's in Pittsburgh. They could lose to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. But, you know, long-term, when it counts, are these Steelers really going to beat the Patriots in the playoffs? They may not even make the AFC Championship game. I mean, the, the way they've been playing down... They've been playing down to their opponent all season long. They did it again last night. You know, they were lucky to win last night. They were lucky to beat the Colts, a bad football team, a couple of weeks ago. You know, they played down to the Titans. They lost to the Chicago Bears earlier in the season. And the Bears, by the way, are horrifyingly bad. Horrifyingly bad. You know, they, 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 it just seems like they do this every single year. And uh, did you hear Mike Tomlin interviewed the other, you know... <laughs> before the game last night. Did you hear that interview? Tony Dungy Tony Dungy asked him, you know, what do you think of the Patriots? What about that matchup for the Patriots? And, you know, any other coach in the NFL, Bill Belichick, you know, certainly Bill Belichick, if he would ever do an interview, any other coach in the NFL would say, we're focused on this week's game, right? We're not getting distracted. Tomlin, again, for some reason, going out and saying, well, it's, here's the elephant in the room. I'm going to attack it. You know, we're going to play him in a couple of weeks. We, we're, we're looking forward to that game, and then we're going to play him again in the playoffs probably, so it's a big game because we're going to be the two elephants left standing in the room. I'm like, what the? 
why are you so obsessed with the Patriots? I mean, what are you doing talking about the Pats? You got to get through your schedule first. You got to get through a couple of games first before you play the Patriots. I think they got to play the Ravens before the Patriots. And it's always a rivalry. I don't think the Ravens are that good, but it's always a rivalry. And the Ravens aren't out of it. God. Like what? He is so obsessed with the Patriots. It just seems like the Patriots are in his head. And they're in that team's head. Are, are the Steelers really going to be any threat to the Patriots? I mean, I don't know. I, I You always get nervous for that game because the Steelers can really score it. But it happens every single time these two teams play each other. The Steelers are always a quote-unquote threat, and the Patriots always beat them. It doesn't seem like that refrain's going to change this season, the way these two teams are going. So, I mean, I, I think the Patriots are the clear-cut best team in the AFC. The Steelers are clearly the second best, and then there's the rest of the league. I don't really see a team that's going to threaten either of them if I had to guess, but certainly not the Patriots. I mean, the team that I'd have my eye on if I'm the Patriots is the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, they gave them a game with Phillip Rivers in Foxborough a couple weeks ago. They put a hurting on the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving this week. They're starting to get a little hot. I mean, I don't think that, you know, I, I still don't think all that highly of them, but they're starting to get hot at the right time. And with the Charger, the, the Chiefs really fading in that division, you know, there's the opportunity for them to continue to get hot and to, to, to continue to gain confidence. But you know, you, you know, even even if they kind of make the if 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 they kind of make the the playoffs as a wild card, I mean, maybe let's say the Chiefs were you know right the ship and hang on and get the fourth seed in the playoffs. I mean, the Chargers as a wild card could be the type of team to go into a place like Jacksonville and steal a game. Then come to Foxborough as a six seed. I mean, that game would probably worry me a little bit. It would concern me if the Jags, you know, stay high. I'm not real concerned about anybody else in the AFC being a threat, other than the Steelers. I, the rest of the AFC really just isn't playing very well. I mean, don't give me Jacksonville if they're going to lose that game to Arizona. Don't give me Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo just came off a, a, a three-game losing streak and beat the Chiefs. I mean, I know they went into Kansas City yesterday and beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are really, really struggling offensively, maybe more so than any other team in football. I just don't see that other team in the AFC that's really a threat. If I had to pick one right now besides the Steelers, it would be the Chargers. But other than that, not really seeing it. So the Patriots are the class of the, class of the conference yet again. They have a chance to basically lock up the division if they win on Sunday. Even if they don't, quite frankly... The Bills are still a long way away. Uh, but a win on Sunday in Buffalo, I don't know if it gives them the division, but it pretty much all but seals it. Um, and uh, we will see what happens. Obviously, on an injury front, we'll follow that, and we'll keep you posted on what goes on for the rest of the uh, rest of the week, Patriots-wise. So that's our show for today, Monday. Uh, obviously, a Patriots recap day. Don't really have time to get into everything else. But as the rest of the week goes on, We'll do more on the Bruins. Had a four-game winning streak snapped yesterday and a loss to Edmonton. We'll do a lot more on the Celtics, whose long winning streak unfortunately came to an end last week. Uh, but they got the shit back together with a win over Orlando on Saturday. Um, and uh, they played a night against Detroit, if you're, if you're paying attention to that, at home. So we'll do a lot more with the Celtics and the Bruins. We're waiting for the, uh, the baseball hot stove to kind of heat up here. It's been pretty dead. 
no real Red Sox news to speak of, but obviously the minute anything happens, we will keep you posted. Otherwise, have a great Monday after a, a holiday weekend. Enjoy the nice weather that we're going to have probably all week. And uh, we will see you tomorrow on the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. Goodbye, everybody.